Hello, and welcome to the darkest podcast. I am your co-host, Mike. Uh, thank you for spending your Halloween week with us, everybody. Joining me today is the Leon to my Claire. It is my co-host, Daniel. Now, Daniel, before we start, they say that there are three types of enemies in video games that you can kill guilt-free, and they're robots, zombies, and Nazis. Which ones are the most satisfying for you to kill? I mean, given our current cultural landscape, definitely Nazis. <laughs> you know, if you had asked me this like 10 years ago, it'd be like, oh man, easy Zombos, dude. Exactly. Like, <laughs> dude, Zombos, they, they explode when you shoot them with a shotgun. You can shoot them in the head and they just kind of shamble for a few seconds before falling down. You can you can mess with them and like shoot them in the leg and they'll keep crawling at you. But nah, dude, like it's 2023. You shoot a freaking Nazi in the face. Oh, so good, man. Shout out to Wolfenstein 2, The New Order. Oh, nothing but Nazos that you shot, that you shoot, dude. <laughs> Feels good. That it does. How you been, my friend? Good to hear from you again. I have been good. We cont- I continue to not have much of a life outside of work right now. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, today is Halloween day. I hope that you're going to at least have some time for that, right? You're going to take your kiddos out and get some free candy from your neighbors? That's right. Yeah, that's a, most definitely. I'm like not like my child needs more. We, that's a, the fun <laughs> part about living in the South is the entire month of October, you could just hit up every church <laughs> throughout the month of October uh-huh. and get free candy from there. So, uh we have a surplus. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know lots of every time I'm kind of like driving around, picking up my daughter or just going out grocery shopping or whatever, running errands. Yeah, every church has like, hey, harvest, come do harvest this weekend and get some free candy and a trampoline and what, whatever that, whatever else they do at harvest. The same, same thing for you guys down there? Oh, most definitely. And, you know, I, I feel again, I might, I don't know how many churches are around in. Uh, Southern California, but so that when there's one like on every street down here, it's like, yeah, it's extensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can imagine, especially out in Alabama. I mean, like, you know, you would think with California, you know, every, everybody has this uh, thought in their head that like, California is like you know it, it's like godless country here but like you know they're it's 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 accommodating to people of all faiths and uh there's there's you, you'd be surprised like the number of like different churches there are like there you know there's like uh there's there's Hebrew synagogue uh, there's Hebrew temples there's like Buddhist temples there's um Sikh temples there's Catholic Christian non-denominational I've, I've even seen like a, a Mormon church uh somewhere like further west of where i live so yeah it's it's all over the place man and they're all having harvest today (laughs) i'm at yeah i've always uh this is a weird aside but uh i i've always wondered that is like i say for you living out in southern california i've always wondered when i talk about the fact that i moved into a larger city i'm like is this even still a large city from my perspective? <laughs> well, I mean, Mobile is the uh, is the capital, right? Is capital? No, of, uh, <laughs> no, it's not? not. It is not. But we did just become the second largest city. Oh, okay. What what is the capital? Refresh my memory. I'm terrible oh, at geography. It's, it, it's Birmingham, which is actually Birmingham. the fourth largest city in the state. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Again, my 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 geography is all all out of whack and. Like we said when we first started the show, like I, I ain't never going to Alabama, so I, I'm not going to find out for myself. 
Right, but like I said, like, it's only an upgrade for me growing up in a city of, like, 30,000 people. And That's a pretty now, good size. Yeah, and now living in a city that is, like, uh, just shy of 250,000, so... Oh wow, yeah, that's that's quite a big city. So yeah, quarter quarter million people. That's that's. I, I mean, like I do live in Southern California, like one of the most densely populated states of the union. Uh, but I mean, the 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 I guess the bigger city that I live nearby, which is called Riverside, which is fun fact, the sister city of Gangnam, South Korea. You know, like the song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the that population is three hundred and fourteen thousand. I just looked it up. So, yeah, they're pretty yeah. comparable in size. Yeah, I swear it's just more that everything is a lot closer than right. <laughs> you, yeah, you ha- you should have like you know you have probably like a dozen cities that size right next to each other. Yeah, very, very, very true. And we have maybe you know I don't know how many Sikh temples you have over there in Alabama, but we have quite a few here in Southern California that I can I- easily drive to if I if should I ever convert right it's like yeah i mean around here like the most outlandish thing you're probably gonna come across is a catholic church oh man <laughs> yeah they're they are a dime a dozen here especially there's a big latino uh population here in socal so yeah dude strange new worlds all over <laughs> and yeah. speaking of which today we're going to be entering some strange new spooky worlds by talking about some of our favorite horror games you know in our last episode we talked about some of our favorite horror films we had a great time doing that so to celebrate uh spooky season the end of spooky season for this year and on halloween day no less uh, we're gonna be talking about our five favorite horror games now daniel you know you don't play a lot of horror games so i mean you you did manage to get uh you know a good amount on your list i hope I, I did. Uh, so <laughs> one I'm slightly cheating on because I did not play it myself, but I was there for the experience and it haunts me to this day. So I think that counts. So we'll go ahead and add it to the list. <laughs> Given how, you know, my list is maybe a little heavier than your list. But uh, <laughs> but uh, before we start that, my friend, you know, it's been a it's been a couple weeks since I've seen you. Daniel, what is it that you're playing over there? Um... Well, I'll save you, Daniel. Just ask me. Just ask me. That's it. Uh, so, Mike, what have you been playing over there? <laughs> Daniel, I've been continuing on my journey to play every single Final uh, main title numbered Final Fantasy game. Uh, finished up my pixel remaster playthrough of Final Fantasy IV. Had a great time. That was not my first experience of Final Fantasy IV. This is my second one. Uh, my first being the Nintendo DS remake that came out like in 2008 or so. Uh, so you know, kind of a different like top-down perspective. This one uh, was more of uh, more in line of the original release uh, back on the Super Nintendo. Uh, so now I'm playing a game I've never played before, Final Fantasy V. Uh, this was released in English for the first time in 2001 uh, from a collection that Square Enix or Square SquareSoft put out uh, called the Final Fantasy Chronicles, where they put out on PlayStation One, Final Fantasy V and Six. Uh, so I. Uh, passed over that because back when i was young and really 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 smart i thought like oh you know what uh old games uh no thank you i only play uh new games because i'm a true gamer uh so for 
all this time i have not touched final fantasy 5 uh, but now it's a perfect opportunity because you know they all uh, one through six has been bundled up in the pixel remasters and i you know going into this i had like very tempered expectations because um i never final fantasy 5 is one that nobody really talks about you know there's the ones that everyone talks about like like 7 and 10 and uh you know the newer games and you know whenever people talk about the older games it's always like four and six uh but everybody passes over five so i don't know what to expect and i just assumed that was because maybe it's a boring one maybe it's just uninteresting uh this is one of the best like of the older final fantasies i've ever played like the tone is really fun and whimsical and just very silly and all this sprite art is very expressive uh, from a combat perspective too the the battle system is very interesting uh still turn-based uh you know final fantasy wouldn't go away from turn-based for until 12 um but uh they do something interesting here with the job system to where you can level up your jobs uh, and then you can learn skills from that jobs to carry over into new jobs. Uh, am I making any sense to you? Or am I just I, talking about like, do I, do I sound like a union rep when I'm talking about jobs? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think I got you. As much as I understand anything when you talk about start talking Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. So I try, I try to keep this brief because I know that you're, you, I, 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 can, I can feel you walking away from the microphone to take a nap and eat a snack and then come back when I'm done, <laughs> like 20 minutes later. Uh, but but the, uh, I'm actually really surprised uh, my, my overall point here. I'm still kind of in the middle of it. I don't know how far I am because I've never played this one before. Um, but it, I, I'm, I'm surprised at how much I'm really enjoying these characters. Like they're, they're, they're funny and endearing uh, and, again, very expressive uh, the the tone of the overall story is it, it really strikes that balance of like okay we're trying to we're trying to save the world from this world ending event but it's still kind of jovial and we're not afraid to have some fun and you know be a little have the story do like be a little silly every now and then but uh, uh yeah i mean if 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 anyone out there you know passes over final fantasy 5 i'd say like give it a try for sure because it definitely took me by surprise and i'm sure that most people who go go into that with an open mind will uh, be happy to be as surprised as I am as well. Um, but when I'm not on my Switch uh, and when I'm trying to take the PS5 controller away from my wife, who's currently playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla all day and all night, like quite literally, <laughs> uh, I have been uh, really excited to play Spider-Man 2 over the last week. Um, so it's just... All of my expectations have been met. Uh, I've, I'm just a few hours in. Uh, I, I haven't gotten a chance to play too much because, uh, one, I'm trying to wrestle the controller away from my wife. Uh, when I'm, ha but I'm happy for her to play. But I, I even told her too, like you had to pick the week that Spider-Man came out to start playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like you, you had that game for two years. It's been sitting on our shelf for two years. But you picked this week <laughs> to start playing. <laughs> but you know, anytime she's having a good time or uh, you know, pick, uh, finding a game or playing a game that she's like super invested in, I'm happy to let her play because you know, it, it, even if you weigh all the hours that she and I put together, like it's definitely more weighted on my end. So when she's gracious enough to let me play, and you know, she sits next to me and uh, enjoys the story, like uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying Spider-Man Two so far. It's it's it really is like just they took all that they learned from Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man Miles Morales and really expanded upon it, gave the gave the two of them like some great abilities, which when I kind of first heard about them, I thought they were kind of 
silly and superfluous like the web wings like you, now now the spider-man can kind of glide through the air and catch like uh catch like wind drifts and f- you know kind of f- uh even f- like glide through buildings and uh kind of like wingsuit white uh like wingsuit style it sounds yeah it sounds weird on paper because like well you already have like the greatest traversal system in any open world game with the with the web swinging why do we need this uh but it really does come in handy when you're doing things like you know gliding across central park where you know when you're over central park there's not a lot of buildings to web to and then when you're also crossing the bay over into like uh like uh, brooklyn and asteria uh like you you have to instead of like okay well now i have to go up to the bridge and then like swing under the bridge to get across no if you get if you catch enough momentum and open up your wings you can just like glide right across the bay and it's like very satisfying so um story-wise like uh you know I'm, i'm still kind of catching into the story um, you know, on, on a normal week, I would have probably finished the game by now, but, uh, again, letting my, letting my wife who needs to be relaxing and resting up, like, uh, letting her just kind of take the reins and enjoy playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla in the meantime. But, uh, yeah, dude, can't wait for you to pick up this game. I think you're going to love it, especially with how much you loved Miles Morales. Yes, it is. It is high on my to be played list. Yeah, I can imagine because of how like how much this game has sold so far since in the couple of weeks that it's been released it's going to go on sale like super quick so uh i'll, I'll keep an eye on it and I'll, you know if, if I'll, I'll send you some links i'll just bombard you with sales links and then you can feel free to ignore them or you know get yourself an early christmas present whatever you want man <laughs> there you go all right so you know what what is spookier than our co-host daniel here not playing any games because he's He's a slave to his corporate overlords, which is the scariest thing of all, really. But uh, really is. <laughs> uh, the scary, scarier than that are some spooky video games, baby. Happy Halloween to everybody. Hope you guys are being safe out there, enjoying some candy, enjoying some pumpkin pie, spice stuff, dressing in spooky and sexy costumes. I don't know. Halloween's for both. Who cares? Uh, but uh, let, let's let's talk about some horror games, Daniel. Let's. All right. So, I mean, you know, I think we talked about it a little bit uh, on our last episode with horror films, but I guess this is kind of related to what is your relationship to horror games? And also, why don't you play a lot? Yeah, it's, I don't really know why I don't, especially since I like horror movies. Uh, I, my ex- first exposure to horror games probably would be my older brother playing the old silent hill games how so, old were you oh, hold on uh, how old were you this this is this, well, this is freaking me out now let's see uh i'm going to quickly look up a list of silent hill games to see when they <laughs> came out silent hill 2 came out in 2001 so i think silent hill 1 was like 1999 all right i'm trying to think because i know he like played through uh at least a decent amount of them. Okay. Do you remember what, what any of the protagonists look like? <laughs> oh, that's trying to that's 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 trying to deep through my memory. I, okay, I and we'll get into this probably later. I know for a fact he played through the first three. Okay. Beyond cool. that, I do not entirely know. So at least the first three were out. I was six at the time. Oh, so that the third one came out. So, 
Yep, yeah, maybe around there. <laughs> I feel oh, like I have man. more concrete memory, so I'm gonna say between the ages of six and ten. Okay, yeah. Even still, that is like there. There, I've met adults who aren't ready for Silent Hills one, two, and three. Like that's way too young, dude. Like, and like, did you and you and you sat and watched of your own volition, or did he just kind of like peer pressure you to be like, hey, Daniel? Check out this game because you'll be cool like me. No, I just watched my, my own volition. Wow. <laughs> he didn't discourage that at all? Like, no, he's just... nope. nope, not at all. And it's not like my parents embedded <laughs> it. They just, because, you know, they just take him to, like, you know, we just go to movie gallery and you just pick up a game. So he's just like, yeah, just get Silent Hill games. My parents are like, I don't know what those are. Sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't, some parents can't be bothered to, you know, know what their kids are playing which is why they're seven-year-olds in call of duty lo- lobbies you know <laughs> exactly but uh yeah it's like uh, th- that and i i say but yeah like really like that's probably my only like early introduction to it because like i think as we've i think as we i've mentioned before my in, my first introduction to, a- to resident evil was uh, probably around the same time my brother well, as they let me watch the first Resident Evil movie with them. Gotcha. Yes. Notice none of us talked about the Resident Evil movies in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of totally forgot. Like, I don't really think those are scary. They are mindlessly entertaining, but I don't think. Oh yeah. The first one maybe. AF. Yeah, like the first ones maybe has a little bit of horror elements to it, but like they're, from my understanding, they are more in line with the goofier video games and they are actually trying to be scary <laughs> yeah i mean they they very quickly pivoted from scary to not scary in the span of like a one film yeah that's that sounds that sounds about right uh, do you remember what um horror game was the first one that like you played of your by yourself or is that is that something that's going to be on the list later uh see it it on the list let me look but i remember it was usually just playing like the cheapo like free games you could find on like xbox right on so it was probably something very low budget and not very good (laughs) but uh, okay right on yeah, I said like yeah, I just have Silent Hill and Vice uh, and Evil are just very big blind spots for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I'll talk about some Resident Evil stories a little bit later. That's a little bit of a spoiler, but uh, uh, you know, I, one thing I love about like horror games as opposed to horror films, you know, for horror films, you're there for the ride. You don't get to dictate the pace. You don't get to dictate what happens in the story, where you go, what you see. You're just there trusting the director and the writers and the actors to 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 tell you an effective scary story uh with horror games one thing that i love is that like you are a missing person you the player are a missing piece of that puzzle you get to dictate the pace you get to see what's around that corner on you know uh, when, when you're ready to do it right and it's up to the game and the game direction to really make that effective right and to make it to where it's still scary, even though the director isn't necessarily the one that's like pulling the strings and making sure that you see the scares when they want you to see the scares, you know, with the exception of like cutscenes and stuff. So, I mean, when I was putting together this list, I kind of really tried to keep 
all of those aspects in mind, you know, making like what, what makes this a, an effective horror video game as opposed to like, you know, this game is an incredible game with horror elements. So I'm just going to put this at number one. You know, I, I just wanted to really like, you know, my number one, I, my number one, I feel like really takes all of those aspects of what makes a horror video game and does that better than you know the ones on, underneath it so so i wanted to keep that in mind too so it, that's that's kind of like where my fascination with horror games were uh again i'll share a story a little bit later which i think is pretty hilarious uh and definitely was just and like you was an early exposure to video games when i really shouldn't have been exposed to that video game especially with the upbringing that i had <laughs> and i was just scared of everything because my parents told me to be scared of everything uh, but uh, uh how about we go ahead and get started my friend uh let's go ahead and start with our number five similar to what we did on last episode with our, with our top five horror films we're going to go through number five to number two and then we're going to talk about a block of uh, honorable mentions on both of our lists and then we'll get into our number one so Daniel, how about you take it away with our number five? My number five, I see, is uh, one of the most one of my favorite games in most recent years. I'm going to start off with Until Dawn. Until Dawn. You know what? I'm showing my hand. That's my number five too. So we can there talk about it go. together. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we are so in sync. Yeah, we really are. We really are. Uh, and 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 luckily, this is one of the horror games that you have played, which is good. Yes. So. But yeah, it's like, yeah, definitely uh, a really good game. A game like we mentioned talking about four pays good homage to kind of like campy. It's a little campy. Let's oh see, yeah, uh, throwing back to like some eighties. Let's see, uh, horror films. But I mean, there are plenty of scenes that get your heart pounding. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it, it really does a good job of. Like, like you said, taking campy elements from like teen slashers, 80s slasher films, uh, and like in every cliche you can think of, right? Like there's the, there's the hot snobby girl, there's the jock guy, there's the brainy, there's the brainy kid, there's the manipulator, like it, it, they're, they're all in there and they all do in a fantastic job of weaving this story. And there's actually an intriguing mystery in there too. Like if you take away all the corniness and the goofball nature of what, of what the game starts you off with, I'm at, I was actually me and my family who, who all played this together. Like we were just scratching our heads like, Oh, what could this be? Is this actually supernatural? Is this somebody messing with us? Is this, you know, uh, it, 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 it was just a fantastic ride altogether. And you're, and you're definitely right too. Like there are genuinely scary moments in that. Exactly, like, I think I uh, definitely, the moments that stick out to me are, uh, I think it's when you're playing as, is it Emily, and you're running, you have, like, the chase scene, like, through, like, the mines, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that one always got me, and then the, the, near the end, when you delve into the caves, it's just like, yeah, that's just... Yeah, that always uh, that's very unsettling atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, I have this, I have this. Uh, I don't know if it's an uh, unreasonable fear because I don't know if I'm ever going to be in this situation. But like, uh, I have this unreasonable fear of like decrepit, abandoned buildings. So there's this one part where one of the guys, his name is Mike, I think, and like he's just uh, exploring this like abandoned sanatorium, too. 
and I think I had control of that character. So that was genuinely like, I, I, I don't want to do this. This is freaking me out, dude. Uh, and I think I, I don't, I don't remember. I think I killed him accidentally because I was just too freaked out to like get one of the prompts correct. And that, and that's one awesome thing if you don't know about the game too is that like it, there's this awesome like permadeath mechanic too that uh, it, the game quick saves after every scene. So if a character dies, the story's going to move on without them, and you can't reverse that without starting the game all over, which I think right. is fantastic. Exactly. And it definitely warrants you wanting to try to play multiple times, whether, like I said, I, I morbidly want to like start the game over and see, like, how quickly can I get everyone <laughs> killed? Yeah, I know. I wonder if they've put that in as a mechanic too like can you kill everyone before the events even start you know <laughs> right can everyone die before you even figure out what's going on <laughs> i'm sure like some buddy has like tried to freeze them like because because it, it starts off in the mountains or whatever like and you try to like I, 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 what is the one one of those like trolleys or something that go to a cabin like i'm just gonna freeze right. one of these people to death and see if that works you know all right <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's like, and I fully agree with you about the whole like decrepit building thing. It's just an inherently like nerve wracking atmosphere. Yeah, and, and again, everything that this game does, whether it's the atmosphere, the corny acting, the genuine scares, the great mystery, and just the compelling way that the game weaves the story and makes and, and gives you like real stakes, because you know when a character dies and even though it's kind of cheesy, like you're, you're still endeared to some of these characters too. And you're very protective of them, especially if you play in like, kind of like a group setting where um, the way me and my family did it was that we assigned characters to uh, each of us. So uh, anytime that it was time for that character to be on screen and take control, we'd pass the controller around. So the fate was in their hands. So that kind of added a lot of stakes. And if that person died, then hey we get to blame that person and be like oh wow it would be great to have mike for this for you know for, for this part huh <laughs> oh That's... this girl's boyfriend is dead oh she'd be a lot happier if if he wasn't dead huh huh mike like oh yeah i know i'm sorry i'm just scared of abandoned buildings <laughs> most definitely yeah and because of the success uh of uh of until dawn it kind of also spawned you know kind of spin-off games that supermassive have done since then the dark pictures anthology uh which i've we've we played a couple of those have you did you get, ever get a chance to play like little hope and man and dan i have not that is a i i continuously check to see like on the like, playstation store or whatever and be like are they see are they on sale and if they're on sale if i notice them i will buy them up yeah yeah nice, and that's really cool too gaming. because those are kind of like shorter experiences too they don't they're not as each of them aren't as long as the until dawn games and uh so for me and my family we've only played man of medan and little hope which was the first one so you know house of ashes is out uh devil in me uh which is kind of like an investigative journalism story in like a a house that's haunted because like a bunch of grisly murders took place there uh that came out in 2022 so they're still putting these out and i think the next one is i don't know when the next one's slated to come out but like that there's another one in the in the works too and and then of course you know we talked about recently with the quarry which me and my family finished not too long ago too and that's more in line of the uh the longer until dawn like a bigger cast stuff like that and, and that game is 
just as good. So, you know, if, if, if you check out until dawn, like definitely check out until dawn first. Cause I think the quarry, uh, takes a lot of, um, takes a lot of the, the notes that, uh, that, that until dawn does and kind of makes it its own thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd say def- I definitely say though until dawn was a stronger game. Nice. Well, Daniel, thank you for that, and thank you for sharing it in number five with me. Let's go ahead and move on to your number four then. All right, my number four is a game that is like I don't think I listen. You're really you're here for the story for this game, but let's be honest, it is still very terrifying at parts. My number four is The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> The Last of Us Part Two. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, the, the Last of Us series is one that you know when I was putting this together, I'm like, well, that's a horror game, right? And I'm like, wait a minute, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna put it on here. I think it counts. I mean, there are plenty of parts that freak me out. Yeah, I mean, game. there are zombos in it. There's mushroom zombos in it. So let's right. let's let's. And it's and it and it even like plays like a survival horror game. So yeah, I was I think The Last of Us Part Part Two is is perfectly fine as a horror game. So good choice, right. my friend. Yeah, so like I the main reason I picked it was because the moment that always comes to my mind is when you're I I can't remember which character you're playing at that point, but you're like in this abandoned building and it's where you're it's pretty much pitch black and uh what what are the what are they called they called the stalker the ones that run away from you if you shine your light on them i'm drawing a blank on what they're called yeah it, i think it was stalkers in part one but there's like an evolved version i, I know what you're talking about in right in part yeah two. like yeah it's like and when you're just stuck in there with them and it's like that always that part just freaks me out and and of course the rat king that's just that's just pure horror fuel oh that yeah i mean that was just like disgusting pure disgusting like body horror and that thing like getting close at you and like it's kind of like it's it's parts sometimes like in 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 the cutscene transition parts like it's it's body is like falling apart on abby and it was just skeeving me out dude oh I couldn't handle right. that part. Yeah, and so like that that was the part where I was it was just me running full tilt sprint, just <laughs> s- screaming obscenities as I'm trying to kill it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean post apocalyptic horror is I you know that that that's that's that one's that genre is kind of on the borderline for me, right? Because it, it really is more about like the politics and the drama but like the whole where the horror aspect is kind of on the sideline it's kind of built on top of horror though where i, th- I think it still counts or you know the the underlying terror is the the stressful situation the monsters that are just now a part of normal life and the the collapse of society that has kind of followed and um yeah you're definitely right though that this is you know people come to the last of us franchise us included because of the storyline but you know, we because the story is so good and we're so affected by um, the world and its characters, it's easy to forget that this is actually a horror game. Exactly. It's uh, yeah. It's a, I, I knew this one was borderline, and I was like, but uh, let's be honest, I don't have that many games to talk about, so I'm <laughs> going to fill out this list of things I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and if you didn't have this, you'd have like, oh, the ghost levels in, in Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> All right, Daniel, hey, no. I'll let it pass. <laughs> hey, no, those things are scary as a small child. Those, they're very scary. Like, I freaked out because of the booze. When you don't look at the booze, 
they chase after you. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to look at the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, uh, what is your number four? All right, my number four, you know, I'm not sure if I've ever talked about this game on this show, um, but, you know, coming up with this list and, you know, kind of looking through an old list of games that I've played before and kind of, you know, rec- recollecting my memory of like, especially the horror ones that have kind of affected me in a, in a big bad way. Uh, and I'm surprised this franchise isn't like back or it, it's, there's no word of this franchise like coming back. It's kind of, it, it kind of just came and went really, but this is fear first encounter assault recon. Uh, this is a first person horror shooter, more kind of like a psychological horror shooter uh, that first released on PC back in 2005 and then moved over to consoles in 2006 and 2007. Uh, I played it on Xbox 360 back in 2006, uh, maybe a little bit later. I think I got it on sale, but uh, uh, it really takes a lot of um, uh, it takes a lot of like uh, aspects of like old Japanese horror, you know, with the little girl with the hair covering her face, like you know, like the ring and stuff. Um, and even though it's like an action-packed like first-person shooter, this the pacing of this game is so good, so affecting with such amazing sound design, it's amazing atmospheric design. There's a lot of like utilitarian like cubicles and like you know office building structures that you go through and because those are settings that we're familiar with uh in in our real life we let our guard down sometimes when we're traveling through these things and then that's where i feel like this game is very effective because it 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 throws in its horror elements in when you least expect it uh and it's not jump scary which there are jump scare elements to it. I mean, I think most of every game that we're going to talk about has those, but when you do them right, like they're very effective. And and as long as you don't overdo it and don't do it for, you know, corny effect, I think jump scares can be very effective too. Uh, Have you ever heard of fear or is this a game that you've ever like looked to, you know, jump into at all? I am not familiar with the first one, but I do remember when fear three came out i remember like seeing like some uh, let's play videos of that I oh gotcha yeah I, I i was i was because i'm so big onto this game uh like i i checked out the other two games fear two project origin and then fear three where the e is the three. Oh, so stupid uh fear three i <laughs> uh, i've played that once absolute garbage game i hated it i hated every moment of that game um but uh fear one and to a lesser extent fear two like that's some of the best like horror shooting uh i've horror shooter games i've I've, I've ever played like there's like little moments too where like you're just climbing up this ladder going to your next next objective and then uh, you know it just may seem this may seem quaint in 2023 but like at least 20 you know 2006 2007 like when i was first playing it like the screen would glitch and like you know it would probably show like some horrific image like for a split second sometimes but there would do some things like that where it would mess with you the player and make you think like the game is messed up or like your hud elements would go away and you'd have to like sometimes you'd have to go into like the options to like make them come back like wait my my ammo count is no longer here and that's also because like the 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 paranormal aspect of the game is also messing with you as a player so it you know it, it it's not just scary because of the horrific things that are going on 
it's also scary because it's also messing with you and the things that you know as a as a as a player that things can go wrong and you're it, it almost makes you feel like your game is crashing which is a really cool thing uh and yeah you know it, it's a game that I, again I, I don't i don't see a lot of people talking about uh it, it i feel like it was this was like a big deal back in the day too good but um but maybe that's just you know in my own little echo chamber uh of you know the podcasts and 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 gaming channels that i watched back in the day uh but i'm 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 surprised like this hasn't come back though in a big bad way which is uh my my other point because after fear three kind of came out and flopped um this hasn't gotten a reboot hasn't gotten a re-release it's kind of stuck on xbox 3 it's kind of yeah stuck on like xbox 360 and ps3 uh and so are the sequels but i think like if this would even if this just came out with like a remaster like i think you know people would revisit it nowadays and like and i think it really holds up too you just have to kind of clean up the graphics and keep the game exactly the way it is and i think people would come to find like a really awesome game that they may have they may have like overlooked back in the day so yeah i mean if it go check out a trailer go check out like maybe some some let's play videos out there if you're not familiar but uh you know that's first encounter assault recon admittedly stupid name but uh it spells out fear and uh, it's actually a very good a very good a very good horror game and it it, it it definitely left me with some sleepless nights um nice. i'm a grown man <laughs> Yeah, this is, I was thinking that I was like, you know, we're doing all these remakes, right? Like, you know, like Resident Evil got kind of rebooted to an extent with Biohazard mm-hmm. a few years ago. Dead Space just got remade. It's like, yeah, this seems like this would fit right along with all that. Yeah, everything gets a remake, and I'm I'm surprised Fear hasn't. It's not like that was like a little indie game too. Like Warner Brothers owned that, and Warner Brothers is the greatest, smartest company out right now, and. They make great decisions with all of their IPs. So David Zaslav will save will save us all. David Zaslav will give us fear again. Yes, uh, all listeners, please please find his corporate email account and just keep emailing him, asking him to bring back fear. Just send him a hashtag fear. That's all you got. <laughs> Daniel, what's your number three? All right, well, I, I hinted at this earlier. Now, my number three is actually a game I've never played myself, but uh, <laughs> right taking, it, taking it back to the beginning, my number three is Silent Hill 2. <laughs> Silent Hill 2. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, you're, so your big brother played this one for you, huh? Yep, and it terrifies me to this day. Oh, so what what is it about uh, Silent Hill? Too? I, have you have you revisited it in any way? Like I, rewatched I, some gameplay as an adult or anything like that? Right, I have, and it's just like I, I don't think it's entirely shocking. I'm pretty sure Pyramid Head was the thing that like scared the crap out of me as a kid. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, I'll talk a little bit about Pyramid Head a little bit later. But yeah, you talk about like why this game was so affected for you. Like I said, I think it was just like I never, my young six to ten year old self had never seen like a game like this. Like, uh, like I can't, even the way like the angles of the camera are designed to like kind of trip you up and not be able to see everything. So it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, it's really effective and like I'm mean, like yeah, it's like that and like I said, like just the creepy aesthetic of silent hill is just like always 
quite terrifying. And like I said, like just, just Pyramid Head, that character design is just like that. That's gonna freak you out as a, as a small child. Yeah, that that is a ten out of ten like horror design, and it's it's it seems like it's something so simple, right? It's just a a a, a giant man with a giant metal pyramid at the upper hop of the, on the upper half of his body. I mean, granted, he's carrying a gigantic machete, but um, uh, that that doesn't help either, and he's covered in blood. But like, just that simple design is just enough to just make you feel so uneasy, and the way that just kind of like shambles to you in the game. It doesn't help at all either. It's, oh, I hate him. Right, exactly. It's just like, and like I said, I, I, I feel like it's not how it's definitely as a game series. I will go back around play to, especially if they're, uh, I, Mike, have any of these are older games been remade, but updated uh, or yes. easier to play? Yeah, uh, yes. So Silent Hill two and three specifically were re-released in the HD collection. Uh, I haven't played the HD collections myself because I heard that they were pretty poor ports. Uh, and uh, so one thing that you may or may not know about the Silent Hill games is that like uh, the they were well, Silent Hill one in particular was released on PlayStation one, and because of the and even though that game was graphically pretty advanced for its time, uh, one of the ways it kind of hid its limitations was through the fog mechanic. So when you're out in the town itself, there was very heavy fog obscuring your view from like, from where the character's standing. I'm going to say like, you know, three or four yards in front of them. But that added to the atmosphere and that added to the horror and that added to the mystery of like, you never know what's around the, oh, excuse me, you never know what's around the corner. You never know what Frico is like about ready to, you know, to lunge at you or what 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 fleshy dog is about to come and take a bite out of you so they took that aesthetic and brought it over to playstation 2 with silent hill 2 3 and 4 uh and same thing like the the heavy fog mechanic was a way for them to increase graphical fidelity while still you know putting a little bit of limitations on the engine well so, so the engine doesn't have to render so far out right it's, it just has to render like a few yards in front of the character when it's out in the when it's out in the town. So a very cool way to get around graphical limitations back in the day while still making that a part of its identity. Gotcha. That makes sense. What What is it about? Uh, do you know anything about the story of Silent Hill 2? I, I had to quickly read. I, well, think about Angus, I did have to read the synopsis to remember. Okay, I won't remember the visuals and the as the end, the whole atmosphere, not necessarily exactly what was going on in the game. Yeah, Silent Hill 2 in particular, too, in particular as well, you know, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but, uh, you know, I, I wonder how much you got out of it outside of the visuals and the atmosphere, because the story is just straight up fucked up, dude. <laughs> it's like that every character is damaged psychologically beyond 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 repair and that's kind of the reason why they're in the town so to speak like the town itself kind of calls to damaged people uh and makes them face their sins in a way um but you don't know that until like you're you know getting to the end uh and if you're interested in some more silent hill 2 uh they are actually uh, the the developer Bloober team is actually remaking Silent Hill too. Uh, when they first announced the trailer of it, like a year ago, it said they said uh, they 
they said the game was supposed to come out in 2023, but you know that hasn't been a release date at all. So I imagine sometime next year, uh, Silent Hill 2, the remake of it, will come out. And that's, uh, that's a fantastic game that I'm very much anticipating because a lot of these great horror franchises have gotten remakes, like you mentioned, Resident Evil and Dead Space and Silent Hill 2, which is definitely the, uh, the, the, the golden goose of the Silent Hill franchise. Nice. Uh, like in doing my research, reading about Silent Hill to like make sure I knew which games I which game I want to talk about. Did you know that they're making a third movie? No, they're not. Yeah, and apparently this was in October of and June and October of last year. They're currently working the with Christopher Gans, the director of the original 2006 film, oh. and it was, it was it was announced at like a film festival and re, and mentioned again in an interview in October of last year with Team Silent in conjunction with announcing the Silent Hill 2 remake. Oh my, yeah, I, I knew about that Team Silent event. That's you know that's that's when they announced the Silent Hill 2 remake and then a bunch of other weird experimental games we're gonna do i had no idea about that movie <laughs> right and apparently it's gonna be a reboot so okay i mean i, I mean i think i think the I franchise think that, I deserves think that's it fair <laughs> yeah i mean they already <laughs> tried to reboot it with the sequel so man, I'm like, might as well just <laughs> bring <laughs> back john snow all right he that's deserves like, another I'm shot <laughs> i'm like my only question will be like will they get sean bean back <laughs> <laughs> hey one of the rare movies where he lives exactly. spoilers for that movie <laughs> he survives both movies even yeah i know in a horror franchise of all places well that, that, that that's exciting news i mean i hope this goes through like you know I've, I've seen i've heard lots of news of movies being announced and then never coming out so i hope this is i hope this is a rare exception hopefully so so mike What's your number three? Well, since you can put since you can put The Last of Us Part Two on your list, I can put The Last of Us Part One on my list. That's nice. my number three, baby. So yeah, I mean, we already talked about it a little bit. Where yeah, yeah, this kind of borders on being a horror franchise, but you know, it's built because it's post-apocalyptic. It's built on top of 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 horror aesthetics. Um, I picked Part One because I feel like that one's a little bit more in the horror uh genre than part two is where i feel like part two is it is just post-apocalyptic fiction at that point or uh, where the horror aspect i feel like is a little bit more downplayed it's still there it's just a little bit more yeah. downplayed um, but fair. i think yeah I, th I think with part one it's still a little half and half where you're still the the, the threat is still the, the the clickers and the runners and the infected and then equal parts like the people that you fight as well um and and the horror aspect like really comes through with this like with the like you, we use the word atmosphere a lot but like the atmosphere is just tense throughout like even in the small little moments of reprieve or or little bit of humor here and there you always feel uneasy because you know something's just around the corner you know as soon as you cross that street or go into that building something horrific is going to happen some freako is going to is going to is going to pop out at you and you're just going to have to spend your three bullets to to take it out or run or take it out or you know take it out with this board with a nail on it that you found like you know a couple blocks away and it and like that's my favorite part of 
uh, survival horror games is that kind of item management the the way that you always feel like you don't have enough to survive and the game is very very smart at least the good the good survival horror games are very very smart to make sure that you always feel that way they always give you just enough ammo they give you just enough health health packs and uh with you know and luckily with the you know the last of us part two with you with it being like an escort mission the entire game uh it was very smart to never let you like have to worry about ellie almost to a almost to the detriment of the game because you know at least in the first version of the game ellie would just kind of run around when you're like trying to hide like in clear view of the enemies but they wouldn't notice her (laughs) right which i mean i guess if you're gonna have issues with your mechanics that's better than the other having the other opposite problem yeah exactly like, you know uh, where you're trying to like really babysit her and then they see her from like a mile away and then you end up like hating ellie you know and uh, right. with, with the game where especially with the ending of the last of us part two where the game is intentionally wanting you to fall in love with ellie and like you know really develop a relationship and a kinship with her like it can't have you through gameplay hating her because you know she ran in the way of a thing and it it messed up your stealth run um but exactly and i think like i had a friend like i forget which resident evil game he talked about but he said that's why he hated one of the characters absolutely games and he's like i can't i Forgive me, I have no idea. I cannot remember characters' names, but saying like it's like, yeah, that's why you just put her in a suit of arm a suit of knight's armor so they can't pick her up and drag her away every time. <laughs> yeah, that's Resident Evil 4, and you can't do that until New Game Plus. So you know what you had to do? At least in the original game, you had to put her in a dumpster. <laughs> that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember saying that. <laughs> Not on my list, by the way, but uh <laughs> yeah dude like the uh this is still to this day like a game i still think about a lot and you know thankfully it's a it's a franchise that you know the that has mass appeal now 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 that the show is out do you feel like the show did a good job with the horror aspect i would say so so like they didn't i i do feel like you know they were trying to trim it down like make it fit within tv shows so i think they focused more on the human the post-apocalyptic and like person v personness of it which is yeah. totally fine yeah but, i'm right there yeah. with you too because most of the horror aspects in the at least the game happen through gameplay and we can't have long stretches of quote-unquote gameplay in a tv show that's you know an hour each week um so yeah and i so i understand like them kind of trimming that back and just making it about the journey and the and the characters and stuff like that but uh, uh i mean that's, that's that's why i'm so fond of the game too because the game lets you play through all of those horror aspects that i love so much um you know you know we 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 love this franchise here on the show we've done countless episodes we've done deep dives on both games and the show so you know whatever comes out next uh with this franchise we're gonna be right there and uh we're we're gonna go gaga over it so what do you think is gonna come first season two of the show or the next game uh let's see i assume season two of the show what are you thinking? Are you thinking is that coming out next year, or are we wait until twenty twenty five? Oh man, I wonder if they're gonna age up uh, Ellie a little bit. I don't know. What do you think? Right. I mean, they. I mean, I've heard every year I've seen that they're definitely sticking with the actress for Ellie. They yeah. Said that they're, as is. So I, I'm. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're gonna wait some time for her uh, and age help like 
make her look older. I, I'm not. I'm curious about that because we haven't really heard anything about the third game. Really, yeah, and I, I'm sure the third game is in some form of early development at this point. Um, maybe even scheduled to come out on during the PlayStation 5's life cycle. Uh, and I would love that, but you know, I definitely would love them to take their time and tell the story if they have a story to tell right don't you definitely yeah. don't want to force it with something as as precious as the last of us lore most definitely like and my first thought was like well i haven't even announced it and as we've learned when you announce a game it's gonna be like five years after you announce it before you actually ever get to play it so yeah there, there's the there's the announcement trailer which is just some cg nonsense that looks nothing like the final game and then five years to until you get like the gameplay trailer and then three more years until you get the release date trailer <laughs> And then, and then it gets delayed another year. That's what it is. Exactly. I'm like, video games that bring me the Horizon albums, they, they, they take forever to come out. <laughs> Absolutely. We're supposed to be done with the post-human po- post albums right now. <laughs> We're supposed to be done by 2021! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just saw a post today that like, oh yeah, it's the three-year anniversary of Bring Me the Horizon's post-human survival horror. I'm like... Oh, you, you fuckers! We're supposed to be done with by now. We're supposed to have seven posthumans by now. <laughs> As I said, it's it's the winds of winter of music. <laughs> Daniel, tell me what your number two is. All right, my my number two is a game that will eternally freak me out. I'm gonna go with Outlast. Oh, I can't believe you played Outlast. Outlast looks way too intense, dude. <laughs> it was horrifying. I don't know if I actually ever finished it. I may have decided to watch <laughs> some videos at, at the end, but I'm like, yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of, it, <laughs> of that experience because you know most of the games we're talking about, like you know, you can like fight your way through the enemies. You know, you can you can actually have a chance to fight. It's like Outlast. You you can't fight. You just run and hide and try not to die. But does that get old at all, or does it, that? It, it it admittedly does, and especially with like I I, which I I admit the plot of that game gets convoluted and nonsensical. I think okay. near the end, like you know, okay, for people who don't know, the premise is you're an investigative journalist. Yes, thank you. Because I was going to ask, because this game, like I said, this game's too freaky for me to check out. So thank you for let, thank you for explaining it. But right, like you're an investigative journalist, and you've got some info. That there's some shady stuff going on at a mental institute. So you decide to sneak in and try to record what's going on. And the element is, you have no way to fight. You just have your camcorder and. You have to use your camcorder for a light because there are certain sections that are totally pitch black and you can't see anything unless you use your night vision on your camera or your flashlight. And the camera can run out of battery, so there's moments where you have to stop the actual objective of the game and go hunting for batteries. Oh, God. <laughs> and there's the place is full of inmates. Most of them are fine. They're, you know, they're a bit creepy and weird, but you know, they're actually going to hurt you. But there are a handful that, uh, that, that do chase you and including the one, I don't know what the character's name is, but he's a big burly dude that's a cannibal. And yeah, I think right. he's like the the poster child poster. of like uh, of that franchise. Right, and like, so a lot of it's just like hiding, and you know, you figure out like all this weird stuff, like that, 
like I, I couldn't even spoil it if I tried because I don't entirely remember <laughs> the name itself. But there's like secret cult, like there's cults and secret ex- scientific experiments and in the bowels underneath the facility, and like it's it's a lot and it's really weird and man it's terrifying (laughs) i mean it sounds like it it it's at least something that sets itself apart from other video game like horror games because you know like you said like there there's always combat there's always some way to defend yourself but it sounds like at least with this the 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 premise is that like you're just a journalist like you did he even bring a gun? Like, <laughs> no, no. Like, say you okay. have you have nothing, and like the opening says is like you're not a fighter. Your only options are to run and hide. Yeah, I, I like that though, especially as as just the premise. You know, maybe you know I haven't played it myself, but because I'm I'm a, I'm a big baby, but uh, uh, but it, it sounds like it's at least the, the even even the execution didn't always um, nail it. Like at least the the concept is is still like really interesting and uh it, it and again it, it, at least it does something different exactly and like, that, like it's really great mechanics like you know it's like and and the ai i, I would say is not stupid you can't just run around the corner and wait and they'll leave you alone like they chase you for oh, a good. good while like you have to like close multiple doors try to lock them push stuff in front of them and like after maybe a couple minutes of running you got you go into a side room and hide in the in the closet and if you're not hidden well enough and don't get and get enough distance the dude will just open up the, like the closet or whatever where you're hiding and grab you out and it's like mm, game over try again oh. <laughs> does it make you witness him killing you from a per- first person perspective yeah well it's just like he grabs you lifts you up and then like you like think your screen goes red and it goes like dead you're dead or whatever so. okay i think witnessing him eating you is probably a little too much <laughs> right like they, they they got a little more gory with the second one what's your death scenes oh crap did you did, do you are, you are you familiar with the second one i yeah i never i i guess yeah i played that one too that one's that one's definitely uh also very convoluted and weird but that one has a lot more of a yeah, you're out in the woods and you came across a crazy religious cult vibe. Same thing, okay. you're an investigative journalist. So it's probably the same cult then. It's, 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 it's probably my guess. <laughs> well, I mean, probably. Also also weird science experiments going on there as well. <laughs> as you do. I mean, you got you can't just keep all your science experiments in one building. You got you, you to gotta expand out, man. Don't you know anything about science? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, it's I, like, I married a scientist, so I so I know all this stuff. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, like Outlast, uh, that is definitely uh, one of the creepiest games I've ever played. Are you ever going to uh, return to it? Uh, probably not. Because <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to play this game, dude. I'm not. Uh, that's that's very fair. It looks all way right. too intense for me. Exactly. All right, Mike. What is your number two? Uh, my number two is Silent Hill Two, so I want to talk about this in 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 a lot more detail now. So thank you so much for sharing your experience with this. You know, I will, prior to playing this one, uh, I was an edgy teenager who was like, "Yeah, horror games. I'm not scared." Uh, you know, so I you know I, I kind of dabbled in like some stuff that's maybe admittedly not as scary. You know, the original like PlayStation One 
Resident Evil and then Resident Evil 2, you know, kind of playing that with my neighbor who had a PlayStation at the time. Uh, so, you know, when I got a PlayStation, when I got a PlayStation 2, um, did I say PlayStation 2 or Resident Evil 2? Um, I think you said PlayStation 2. Okay, so my neighbor had Resident Evil 1 and 2 on the PlayStation 1. Okay, there it is. And then uh, I, when I got a PlayStation 2 when I was a little bit older, I, you know, I decided to catch up on like of all these games that I've been interested in, uh, but I you know, just didn't have at the time. So one of them was Silent Hill 2 because I thought, oh, I like horror. I am an edgy kid who is really tough and no one can bully me because i'm the toughest guy in the whole wide world uh and little did i know this is one of the most psychologically messed up uh terrifying games i've ever played uh, and i've revisited it as an adult i've revisited multiple times as a, a teenager uh and i think most recently like i played it like maybe five years ago, like on an emulator. And it's still, it gets more and more like haunting and affecting the older I get because of the implications of the things I start to understand. You know, everybody plays Silent Hill for different reasons and at different points in their life. And that, and it's always, and I feel like it's always the same. First, you get creeped out because of the aesthetics and the monsters and the fog and just the creepy sound design and and all that stuff and then you start and then you play it again and you start noticing like oh my god did she say what i thought she said and uh you start to realize like wait wait a minute that character was you know sexually abused by her father and is here in silent hill because she tried to kill herself to get away from him but his memory still haunts her and manifests as these ghosts that like look like the ghost for her looks like the bed that she was molested on uh and that's what haunts her and Doy. yeah this is yeah this is really in the game uh and then there was a guy uh who is wandering around town uh, a big guy who's kind of like mentally i guess he's not like fully mentally developed uh, he he was bullied his whole life uh, and he like murdered animals because of it and then and then he confused and he confused a human being who was trying to help him with an animal because he would always say say to himself like all these people who who bullied me are animals so he uh, is in silent hill and like the reason why there's like fleshy animals around the world attacking you the main character james uh, is because of his demons uh, and then there's another and then, and then there's you there's you character who was summoned to who was summoned to silent hill because you got a letter from your wife and you know back in the day before silent hill was this hellhole uh silent hill was a resort town and you had your honeymoon there and you would always go there for romantic getaways with your wife uh, you got a letter from your wife like hey come meet me in silent hill hey turns out your wife's been dead for a couple years so uh what why did you get this letter from your wife you're in silent hill to find out uh it it, it is it is absolutely horrific uh the 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 kind of like character moments of this game especially when you come to realize who they are why they're here why they're being punished um james included uh you know i don't know if i i think it's worth unraveling that mystery of your for yourself but um but when you peel back the layers of all the uh, especially silent hill too like you you come to find out like the, the the real horror in the world are the 
our, our people, you know, and, and it kind of, and that, that kind of got, you know, ties into like when we were talking about last of us as well, right. Part of the horror of the last of us franchise are the people and what people are willing to do and capable of doing. Uh, and you know, some people in Silent Hill are, are, are victims. Some people are instigators. Um, but it's just a very messy game and it makes you uncomfortable. Uh, and that pyramid head guy that we were just kind of like, Oh, he's so creepy. Yeah. He, he is a representation of the main character's sexual guilt and sexual masculine repression. Uh, and he sexually assaults one of the monsters midway through the game. And, and you, the character, get to witness that. So that's Silent Hill too, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I was kind of being like, wait a minute, you saw this when you were six? <laughs> what, did you, what did you understand, Daniel? <laughs> well, I definitely never picked up on all of that. So that was... <laughs> yeah, again, nobody, nobody does the first time. It's only when you return to the game and you start paying attention a little bit more. Same thing happened with me. I was like, oh, this is really creepy. It's making me uncomfortable. And then I played it again when I was a little bit older. I'm like, oh my God, was that was that woman... Did, did, did her dad do what I think did? And then you find out like, oh, wait definitely did and that monster is a representation of oh my god what the hell and then you find out everything that james did why he's there and it's 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 just the unraveling of the human psyche and the 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 the, the horrible disgusting things that we as humans are capable of doing in video game form grab a controller kids <laughs> man come, come, remake coming soon yay i well, I feel like I'm definitely going to be playing that remake when it comes out. Yeah, I mean, I hope that the, I I, I really hope that like the the remake is done justice, and I hope that it's not, what's the good way to put this, mainstreamified, you know? I, I I hope all of the psychological elements are remain intact. I hope it's not just like jump scares to to you know to bring in the the younger crowd i suppose like this this I, I feel like this is a very mature horror story i mean there's definitely mature elements but I, I i mean mature in that like it doesn't cheap out by just relying on you know oh dogs breaking in through broken windows and like oh close-ups of like this horrible gore a lot of the really affect like really disturbing parts of Silent Hill for me, at least some on the monster side, were just like I was in the sewers one time, and part of the way you know a monster is there is that like there the the main character James has this radio that he keeps in his pocket. And anytime you hear radio static, a monster is getting close. Uh, with there was this like bottom floor of this of the sewers, and it was just constant radio static, like to the max level, it, it, as if the monster was like right there with you the entire time. You know, you're you're on screen. You can't see. There's like nothing here, and you're just kind of exploring. And then you get to this part where there's like uh, sewer grates separating one section from another, and there's just there's just pyramid head, just like right there, just standing, not even moving, just looking right at you, just not even not he's not breathing, he's not moving, he's not gonna turn, he's just staring right at you as if he's sizing you up, and you can just stare at him back. You can turn around and go the other way and continue the game it's all up to you and it wasn't a jump scare it wasn't a you oh, oh what's what's around this corner what's around this oh it's spooky it's pyramid head it's just a, it's just you discover that naturally and you take from that however much you want you know when you discover 
especially when you understand what Pyramid Head is to to James and his psyche and why James is there and stuff and the implications of what he's doing just standing there sizing you up like it, it it's there's still, there's a lot of layers to it and it's really and it messes me up man and and uh this I, i'm definitely excited for the for, for the remake like you but um i don't know this might be one that i might take a little while to, to play because of how much this game means to me and also i just hope they don't mess it up and yeah that is fair like that man <laughs> i don't know if i have a sad to that <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's one of those things too. Like you can't. It's hard to. It's one of those games that's hard to talk about because it's so uncomfortable to talk about. It's so you don't. You, you don't. You, sometimes you don't even realize. Like oh wait, older games like this like went this dark and went th- went this deep. Of uh, yeah, back in two thousand one they did. So you know, and, and I'm surprised. Like not a, not a lot of games still don't go this hard as as, as far as the horror goes. Like you know, there's 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 mature horror out there in, in games and i think the last of us does a good job of especially the last of us part two does a good job of getting to that point but uh this i, I but i also did think that silent hill 2 might border on like this is this is too much like this is like anybody who plays this game might need therapy after this <laughs> that that is very fair <laughs> <laughs> all right so you know i, I it, it that, that's a game that's hard to talk about but uh let's talk about some games that uh, didn't make our list daniel how, how many do you got uh, that uh, didn't make the cut i have five. Oh, good yeah that, that's that's a lot more than i thought i so said we have already talked about a couple of them so i'll be a little quick on my end because uh we already talked about the you know, last of us which was on your list mm-hmm. i i i briefly talked about outlast 2 again like pretty much just you know more of the same and it didn't it didn't hit me as hard because uh, well the Outlast first Outlast was the first one I experienced and that was a terrifying experience. <laughs> and you're not but, even uh, sure if you finished it, <laughs> <laughs> right? And otherwise, okay, I'll, I'll give point. It's been kind of like overdone. This 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 franchise has there are way too many of these games, mm-hmm. and the ter- everybody was saying a terrible movie just came out of it. But the first Five Nights at Freddy's is legitimately kind of, is legitimately creepy. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? I, I've, se- I've seen one of the YouTubers. I watched it a review of it, and oh man, it looks bad. <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. That's a that's that's something that Zoe's very passionate about too. So uh, I'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> right. It's like I feel like I'm just like I'm just slightly too old for it. Like I think I just missed that this trend. But I remember when the first one came out, and I'm like, it was legitimately creepy. Oh yeah, and it still is too. Because uh, well, you know, uh, I guess I'll share this story right now. But uh, you know, uh, Zoe's doing a science experiment right now uh, about it's video game related, and it's about how different games can affect your heart rate. So uh, she she has me as one of her uh, test subjects. She's she has three test subjects altogether, and uh, so she's she has me playing three different games wearing a heart monitor, and she monitors my heart rate and my pulse throughout the throughout the experience and one of the games is was five nights at freddy's and we played that over the weekend for her science experiment played 30 minutes of it made it to night four uh boy those jump scares are really effective man <laughs> i won't tell you what my what my uh what my pulse and my blood pressure was uh playing those let's just say it uh it's it, it skewed her results <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like, I, I I feel like, to an extent, especially with horror stuff, I try to be like, ah, jump scares, they don't get me, that's lazy writing, but, yeah. like, but you know, an effective jump scare, it, it's still, like, they work, man. Yeah, I, oh, you know, it, and, and, and same thing me, with me, too, is like, oh, I'm not going to be scared with this little kitty game, and I even warned her, too, like, you know what, Zoe, I'm not maybe this game's not for me. This might be, you know, for a little bit more younger crowd, uh, but I'll play it anyway. Right. Cause we have to keep consistent results. Right. But just make sure you tell them in, in your, when you're writing your paper, that like, Oh yeah, this, the test subject number two is 37 years old. And you know, it's, you know, which is different than test subject number one, who was 15. Um, but uh, yeah, but yeah, dude, like five nights at Freddy's does a really good job of ratcheting up tension. Uh, so like the entire time, cause the gameplay part, you're, you know, you're just monitoring the, the, the the security monitors and they do a good job of like oh no they're coming oh they're coming oh they're coming you better close that you better turn off that light or you better turn off close that door oh they're coming and then they finally get there and if you're not quick enough like they'll get to you so like it's a really good like ratchet up attention and then a release with the with the with the jump scare it's not just like oh, i'm walking down this hallway do 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 oh it's a dog run through the window like that 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 i feel like is cheap you know right yeah most definitely but yeah that first game see it 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 was simple but effective yeah absolutely uh let's see i also have a speak of the these cheesy ish games i played back then slender the arrival oh nice (laughs) oh man that whole slender man like stuff that (laughs) everybody was like so super big into like 10 years ago yeah, exactly. And like, you gotta say, I was in high school, so I was the, it was like my friend group. That was like a big thing for us. Oh, of course, right? <laughs> but, uh, like, and like, uh, but uh, some of the arrivals where they got a little more in depth with it and decided to make a game with an actual plot instead of just collect the pages in the woods. <laughs> yeah. And again, this is another thing too, where I've, I, I've seen gameplay of it. I don't have a gaming PC, so I've never played it myself, but uh, I've seen gameplay of it, a good ratchet up attention. Like, you can hear like the static coming and like you know he's like right around the corner and if you just make a wrong turn you'll run right into him so uh, a, a, a good use of jump scares i think most definitely all right and the last thing i have on here is i don't think anything and uh, we can't really call this a game but i don't think any horror thing has captured my attention and my adoration quite this like this one probably would be on my top five if it was actually a full game but i'm gonna go with pt Oh my God! You you got you had the pleasure of playing PT yes. before. Oh my yes. God! <laughs> oh my gosh! It was so good, so good. Like I remember, like every YouTuber I watched did a did, did a video, like a reaction video of playing that, and it was like, and I I was in love with it, and I, everybody was like, oh, it's setting up Silent Hills, and I'm like, man, I love this. I'm totally gonna play that game when it came out. Oh, dude, fun story too, because like I, you know, I I big into video games right so like every big like video game event and like press conference like i try to watch so when they announced this unknown game from this unknown studio um i was like hey this is like a little playable teaser we're just trying out go ahead and download it it's for free it's called pt uh and then you know and we'll get feedback and you know we'll get we'll we'll we'll, we'll tell us what you think right we, we might turn this to a full game later so i was like okay cool i'll try this out and uh and so i did and i just kind of played around with it and i was like okay was well, this cool like looping thing you just go through this one hallway over and over again and things slowly change and the horror starts to like really ramp up and you're not really 
meant to know what you're supposed to do. So, you know, I, I tried that out for a couple nights, just try to be like, okay, oh, I'm, I'm finding little letters on the floor here and there. And I'm noticing like little things here and there are starting to change. So trying to pay attention to it. But like, I kind of, especially because it was really creepy, I, I ended up putting it down after like playing for it, playing with it for like a couple nights. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that was the playable teaser. And then uh, it must've been like a week or two later, like, because this became popular and people were, you know, online like trying to figure out like what is this like how do you get through it what are the pieces that you need to get out like it it definitely seems like you need to get out of the house um and then somebody and then they finally like figured it out and like uh, and so i tried it myself like i looked up a guide of like how to like find all the pieces and then how to talk to the spirit and how to talk to the weird disembodied baby in the sink did you get to that part at all? Uh, I'm pretty sure I did. I, I'm pretty sure I did, but like, it's been like a decade ago this came out. So. Yeah, it was very long ago. Um, but uh, yeah, and how to do all that and how to talk to the ghost on the phone and that, that unlocks the door, which gives you like the teaser of like, oh, it's actually Silent Hills and it's directed by Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro. And that ended up getting canceled, which is a shame. But, oh my I gosh. Like, I, was, so- I, I remember being there like, like the week it came out and just being like kind of super confused about it, but really intrigued. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's so fascinating. Like I love the gameplay and just like the overall vibe. Like to me, I was like, that captured my attention. I'm like, I want to play a game like this. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a shame that that game is never going to come out, but uh, you know, at, at least Norman Reedus got to work with uh, Hideo Kojima and, Guillermo del Toro again with uh, with Death Stranding. Yeah, so at least uh, we, that's our consolation prize. <laughs> a, a, a weird game that like I also want to recommend to people, but I also can't in good conscience because it's <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> but it's yeah, one of those things like you'll never play a game like this. It's not mechanically broken or anything. It's just like if I explain it to you, you're going to think this is the most boring game in the world. And it might be to you. I don't know. So I don't know what to tell right. you. It's, yeah, it's like, I, I don't hear anyone talk about that game and I can't figure <laughs> out what it is. And so therefore I don't know if I want to spend the money on it to play it because I don't know what it is. Daniel, and I no put in like a good 90 hours into that game and I still can't tell you what it is. <laughs> well, that doesn't fill me with confidence. <laughs> but it's also good i think i, I don't know <laughs> michael was you talking about death stranding is like me trying to talk about the movie prometheus it's good i think i mean i don't really know what it is but it's like it's I, good i i think it is i think i like it yeah i watched a review where they said it was good so i think it's good too <laughs> <laughs> but uh that that is it for my honorable mentions uh mike what else do you have right on man well i've got like a a, quite a lot of them so uh, i'm just gonna try to my best to not take up too much time uh again if this was a list of like just the best games this would be my number one but i I threw in bloodborne here uh bloodborne is just some of the most amazing imagery and monster designs and sound design and and set like what a, a gorgeously gross setting it's like equally beautiful and disgusting at the same time um 
I, I still wouldn't call it a horror game though. It's 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 got horror elements, but it's mostly an action game to me. I don't know. It's 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 it it it, it walks the borderline of that, so I, I couldn't in good conscience put that on my list. Uh, the Quarry, which we talked about a little bit, cool. Uh, you know, if you've played Until Dawn, go and check out the Quarry. Like it's, I feel like it's mandatory. That's mandatory playing at the moment. Uh, but uh, some Resident Evil games I highly recommend here. So I recommend the Resident Evil 1 remake, uh, which first came out on GameCube. It's like the HD one. Uh, that's that's a, that's a remake of Resident Evil 1. A lot of great like gameplay tweaks. They added like a new little um, story element to it that's like really sad and 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 equally terrifying. Uh, and this cool element called the Crimson Heads, where uh, if you kill a zombie. And you don't like either decapitate it or burn it like it'll come back sometime later stronger and faster uh so if you you have to really manage your resources and see if you want to waste on waste some of your resources burning this body uh because so it doesn't like come back and like murder you later uh resident evil 7 biohazard uh that was a great little refresh of a, a franchise that was getting really really stale uh and the, the game itself is really good and um, really creepy New Orleans vibes, you know, down in the bayou with this horrific family of cannibals. Uh, great game. Uh, and then the follow-up Resident Evil Village with the big booby mama and, and her and her hot goth daughters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that definitely reminded me that I that I uh, I unlocked something within me in my teen years with like Amy Lee from uh, from Evanescence and. And Lulu from Final Fantasy X. I just, I just love goth girls, man. It's the season for I goth mean, girls. I mean, I guess fair. As like, that's funny. That shows our difference in generation. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, for me, it's Raven from Teen Titans, and oh. uh, and Sam from I think Sam's right, and Sam from Danny Phantom. So there you go. There you go, and, dude. And whatever that goth chick is from Total Drama Island. I guess that was my <laughs> that's my childhood. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh it was uh it was Amy Lee for me. Uh, there was another character. There was like a goth cartoon character. Oh, um she's not technically goth, but I guess she's just kind of alternative. Uh do, do you know the show Doug? The oh, Nick, yeah, it's a vaguely. Yeah, that's that's a slightly before my time, but I do yeah, know of it. I'm sure before that your time, but uh Doug's sister Judy like she unlocked something within me, like when I was very, very, very young. Uh, but uh, and then yeah, Lulu from Final Fantasy X. Like, I was like, oh my god, I, I love girls with a dark side. Uh, so yeah, that, I mean that came to a head in Resident Evil Village. I'm just like, oh my god, I don't, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I shouldn't be playing this in front of my wife. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, I'm 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 ashamed of myself with this next one because I said that every single time that the dorkiest would post something on social media. It would say hashtag Dino Crisis. That's that's on me. Uh, you know, you, you you can't talk about Resident Evil without talking about Dino Crisis. It's just Resident Evil with dinos. Why isn't that back? Why? I don't. Are... And like, I we need to make this a thing. There, that is an untapped market. We have remade Resident Evils two, three, four. We have final, Resident Resident Evil seven and eight that are like these awesome new RE engine games why where's dino crisis we need dino crisis give us dino crisis uh the little nightmares games i feel like are very very good if you just want some like really haunting imagery uh some just creepy vibes that's a that's a great one too and i think that one can skew a little bit younger too i think like 
that's good that's a good like entryway into horror for like teenagers uh if you're if if you know if you if you want to like if you have like if you out there have like teens and you want to kind of share the horror genre with them i think the horror the little little nightmare games are good for that uh dark pictures anthology like we kind of talked about uh the evil within two so the original creator of resident evil went on to work for bethesda and started his own uh developer franchise called uh tango gameworks and he created uh evil within and evil within 2 is kind of like an homage to uh those resident evil games that he helped make in the past but uh yeah evil within 2 has a very creepy story creepy disturbing story with a very very compelling antagonist uh you know great survival horror it it doesn't like reinvent the genre in any way i think it just does a lot of things really well but uh definitely want to throw that in there uh if you want some good horror killing zombos with your with your buds definitely recommend the left for dead games i'm sure those are those are live still playing somewhere i i don't know that do you do you you think people still play the left for dead games daniel you see those poking around Uh. online Hey, not the, not that I know of, but I have not played either of those games in forever. I feel like they probably all went over to Back for Blood since that's no. basically the spiritual successor. Yeah, that, yeah, but I forgot about that one too. Games. So, yeah, so I'm just, I, I love those kind of like asymmetrical, like uh, you know, co-op horror shooters, and especially the Left 4 Dead games, which I did play back in the Xbox 360 games, were done very, very well. So, uh, you know, recommend them if you want to play locally with your friends too. If you if you got an Xbox 360 lying around, uh, Bioshock, I think you know, Bioshock is the most horror centric ones of the of that trilogy, uh, and I think it still yeah. did it the. I still think I still think that that one did it the best too. Like there's there's still a lot to a lot of value in Bioshock Two and Bioshock Infinite, but uh, if you want something spooky, Bioshock One is where you want to go. Uh, the Dead Space remake, I'm still I still haven't finished, and I'm kind of sad that you know this month has been so busy for me that I didn't get a chance to finish it before Spider Man Two came out. But uh, that's still on my list on my back burner. Really enjoying it so far. That's a game that I missed back in the day, so really enjoying the remake and not knowing anything about it is uh, is 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 really good because now I don't know I don't know where the scares are, so I get to be scared uh, all brand new. Uh, the, uh, some here's a recent horror franchise that I got, uh, that I've been getting into that uh, I, I highly recommend to people. Kind of like a, it's kind of like a more indie, I'd say double A type of quality, but it's still just as good as anything that you'd find triple A. Uh, the, uh, the Plague Tale games, uh, the ones with those, uh, it takes place during the bubonic plague, and it's like. A tornado of rats uh both the innocence and requiem games are very very good played requiem earlier this year and it's uh it's, it's absolutely fantastic so definitely pick those up if you get a chance uh this is technically not a horror game but uh you know it's from the creator of resident evil 2 uh but the devil may cry series uh i've been a huge fan of those since those came out for on the playstation 2 and all the way up to you know the the reboot of dmc back in like 2013 i think it was and then when they came back to the original timeline of resident Evil, uh, devil may cry five uh not too long ago but those are all fantastic games with you know like spooky stuff it's not a horror game though um and let's see alice madness returns that's a great little horror reimagining oh, yeah. of of the alice uh and wonderland franchise you I, I remember you talked about this in the, uh, at right, some point right i i didn't i put on my list i totally didn't think about it until you just mentioned it yeah that, that game was so weird and creepy yeah yeah and, and that's that's another thing too where i feel like it's that's a great like entryway into horror for uh you know if you if you have 
teenagers out there who have like a quirky, weird, or dark side. I think they'd really dig that game. Uh, Signalis is a quite, great little like throwback um, survival horror game that I played earlier this year that I highly recommend if you're if you're someone like me who either grew up or have an affinity for those old Resident Evil style fixed camera kind of lo-fi graphics with like great sound design uh it's definitely a weirder game and like i still don't really understand the story from like a micro level like the macro level i understand it but like there's still like a lot of subtext and metaphors that i you know don't understand after my first playthrough but i'll i'll replay that at some point and uh i'll definitely shout out uh on zoe's end here doki doki literature club which is uh, we did a whole episode about that and yeah. that's, that was uh you know learning a lot about that that came from her and how it really subverts your expectations with like being it starts off as this weird horny anime game and then it turns into this weird psychological horror uh, thing right. by the end of it. It's just like, messed up, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, I need to re-listen to that episode that you guys did because I kept because I was you know trying to do research. I jog my memory by looking online, and so many people had that on my on their list, and I'm just like, that name does not sound like it would be the title of a horror game. Oh yeah, and even if you look on like the Steam page or anything like that, like it, it looks just like a weird horny like anime game where you're trying to date girls and uh and nothing about it like gives you the indication that it's a horror game except it, it says in the genre uh psychological horror but like all of the screenshots are like playful and colorful and pink and like there's these pretty anime teens and it's like yeah but uh it's gonna mess you up at the end <laughs> but uh and then i have one more here uh, but I suspect that might be on your list. But uh, let's go to Daniel for his number one. So maybe I don't have to say what this last one is. All right. I carry it. I mean, I mean I'd be interesting if, if this is what you thought my number one would be. But my number one is Layers of Fear. No, I was going to say Telltale's <laughs> The Walking Dead. <laughs> that's that's fair. You know, that's definitely fair. I guess I didn't consider that game that scary i guess it yeah. definitely think it makes sense that qualifies but yeah i wouldn't have thought yeah i mean it it, it's zombos and you're right it isn't scary it's just like it the the, the all, all the fear comes in like the the permadeath and stuff and like your relationship with the people and you're trying to keep uh you're, you're trying to keep clementine alive so okay my bad layers of fear though this is one that yes. i am not familiar with yeah like i remember when it came out in let's say like I think it was like yeah 2016 I, I only knew about it because uh one of the youtube channels i watched they did a playthrough because the whole joke is that one of the guys on the channel is the biggest scaredy cat ever and so his friends <laughs> just make him play these kinds of games those are fun and, those are always fun you know, it's always humorous <laughs> and his thing is he's like if i play the game by walking backwards i don't have to see any of the scary <laughs> stuff and this game actually subverted that by having the thing come up around around him so he's walking backwards and he he ran into a wall and he's like, oh, I guess I'm to run to the door. Turn around. Ooh, scary monster. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I'm uh, looking this up right now. This is from Bloober Team, and they're actually making the Silent Hill 2 remake. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's interesting. And also they they said they were heavily influenced by P.T. Oh, dope. And that, that is why I love this game so much, because like, P.T. was such a fun experience. This is basically, to an extent, like a full game of that, at least in the way that it the mechanics are because it starts off like you're 
you have to complete this. The premise says you're an artist, and you have to complete your masterpiece. I mean, it starts being weird when it's like you have to start getting like collecting human body parts to finish your painting. Oh no, thank you to that. <laughs> yeah, and like you're exploring your house, and it seems simple. You just keep walking through the hallway, go through the door, go the door, and but every time you go through, the house keeps changing and shifting and moving around. All right, so, yeah, very PT. Yeah, very PT in that regard. But it's just like the when you start, it's most a lot of it's like puzzle solving and exploration. That pl- jump scares galore, but as you get to it, and you realize that your player character is slowly losing his mind, or maybe he was crazy to begin with. Oh, nice, dude! Yeah, that that sounds like it'd yeah. be right up my alley yeah. too. And it and it gets really, really dark. Like, I don't recommend you play it. It's a, but uh, yeah, you talking about Silent Hill two? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I played a game that's similar to that in the levels of. You start off playing, you're like, ah, it's a creepy game with a really cool snake. And the further you get into the story, you're like, oh, 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 no. Oh, is it messed up? <laughs> oh, it gets really messed up. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I have to check this out, too. And I see that there's a remake, too, that, that came out this year. I see. Yeah, interesting. I see. I remember they were talking about, was it a remake or was it a sequel? Well, they, I see that they did do a sequel in 2019. Uh, but they remade the first game in Unreal Five, and that came out in June of this year. Well, I'm a, I I forgot that came out. I'm definitely gonna have to play that then. Yeah, it looks like it's on Windows, Mac, PS Five, and Xbox Series. Nice. It's out there if you want to get messed up this Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, but uh, yeah, so that's interesting. I, there is a sequel, yeah, the latest year too. I never got around to playing that one though but and also superficially i love that it's just about like a, an artist slowly losing his mind because my first my first <laughs> dumb joke was like oh good it's like an album it's like a it's a video game version of my favorite album for alasana great i love things about crazy deranged <laughs> artists <laughs> hey yeah maybe that's uh they, they just didn't add that to their as their inspiration because you know they, people don't get it man they they don't they don't like real music like scene music. <laughs> i i know i just i love i love bringing up this band and that band at any opportunity just <laughs> just because i know how it how it rustles rustles you up <laughs> my breath away <laughs> real lyrics real lyrics by, yes, by human yes, beings and, you and ladies and gentlemen if you have not listened to the album mike did it perfectly you can tell mike <laughs> mike has experience being a vocalist because he did that perfectly <laughs> i gave that album many a try my friend and i am happy for you that you enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you for bringing this to my attention. Yeah, this is not on my radar at all. Like, I, I knew a Bloober team uh, simply because of the uh, Silent Hill 2 remake that's coming out hopefully soon. But uh, that, this Layers of Fear sounds like it's going to be right up my alley, and I'm going to make make sure to put that on my uh, on my list sometime soon. Yes, and apparently I'm doing a little more look into it. Apparently the, the 2023 game, they consider it a a remake slash sequel. So it's going to be interesting how that works. Oh, so, okay. All right. I like so that. that. Yeah, it's not, it's not just a straight one-to-one remake. It's actually, they're actually doing something interesting with it. Okay. Yeah, that sounds nice. But, uh, all right, Mike, I, I say I'm curious to see, because there are different ways we could go with this for your number one, but I'm curious, what's your number one? Well, my number one, uh, you know, I, I feel like this was a little, uh, 
uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Too easy, I guess, to maybe guess what this one is because I feel like of all of the games prior, this game did it the best. Like as far as taking everything that I like about horror games, the horror genre, uh, this game, the original version of this game itself too was an inspiration to many, many a games that came uh, after it, Dino Crisis included. Uh, this is the 2019 remake of Resident Evil 2, dude. You know, I talked about, you know, the Resident Evil 1 remake. That's definitely very affecting, very scary. You know, Resident Evil 7 with, under the new RE engine, very scary. Uh, but I think Resident Evil 2, was, being a remake of an already, of already, I feel like, the best Resident Evil game. Already, you know, it, it, it's, it's standing on the shoulders of giants already. So... The premise of Resident Evil 2, you know, it takes place almost simultaneously. Uh, I guess it takes a couple a couple weeks after the original Resident Evil 1. Uh, the Resident Evil 1 took place like in the outskirts of this fictional town called Raccoon City where there was like a zombie outbreak that was isolated in this mansion. And the mansion was a front for like a this bio, this bio lab that was... Uh, uh, experimenting with like reanim- reanimating dead tissue, which which is how we got the zombies. Uh, so turns out uh, the rats that were that were native to those mountains uh, kind of carried the virus over to town, and now the entire town has been infected. And you're playing as uh, both. You can choose at the beginning who you want to start the game off with. Uh, you can choose as either. Rookie cop Leon Kennedy, who is starting his first day on the job with the Raccoon City Police Department. Or you can play as Claire Redfield, the sister of the special ops operative Chris Redfield from the first game. And she's in town because she hasn't heard from her brother in quite a long time because, uh, yeah, he's busy fighting zombos. So he she fears that, you know, the worst uh could be happening and he might be dead uh so you're here investigating a couple of mysteries uh the the horror aspect especially in the remake is so good and so tense and they really really amped up the the dread and the tension uh the and there's this great like stalker enemy mechanic with this mr x dude you may have seen memes about him online uh he's this big big bioweapon fucker who with a giant like trench coat and fedora and he just like stalks you throughout the entire like police department and throughout like the rest of the game too uh and like that aspect is done really well uh when you kind of play with the game a little bit you kind of find out that you can manipulate where he goes and he can't enter certain rooms so that 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 gets kind of funny when you discover that um but you know when you're playing for the first time and you're just you're just filled with dread uh, the entire time and uh, the, the gore is very affected a very effective gore it's not like it, it really borders on like being cheap but like the way that the remake really handles like the gory the gory aspects and like really shows you like sinew in kind of like in a in a bloodborne way where it's both like beautiful but gross at the same time uh you know, I'm sounding like a freaking maniac from Layers of Fear, you know. Right now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, like, it, I, from from like a psychological, I mean, there's not there, there's like some psychological elements, but like, uh, it's not it's not heavy like what what sounds like Layers of Fear and Silent Hill Two are. But like the 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 gore aspect, of, I, I think it does masterfully. The survival aspect, it does masterfully. The 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 tension, the atmosphere, the the monster designs. 
um the 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 difficulty i think is like it's perfect uh and 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 by the end it becomes like a big action set piece just like at the final um boss part but like it almost it's almost as if like it's a big release of tension like you've just been scared this entire time through your first game for your first playthrough and you finally get to like unleash all of your anger and rage on this one monster and it, it just feels so cathartic to get to that point too uh, but uh, if you haven't played like the remake of resident evil 2 like that's a great place to start too because if you've never played the resident evil games you don't know anything about it like it's a perfect way to start because like it's you just like with the characters in the game like you're just kind of thrown into the middle of it and you're just there to unravel the mystery just like they are so you don't really need to know uh, anything about the previous game or even the franchise as a whole to get the most out of it but uh yeah dude resident evil 2 both the original games and the remake are 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 top tier games but i think the remake really s- stands on its own for being and, and surpassing the original too because of the way it modernizes it and takes what made the original one great and expands upon it and makes it even better yeah that sounds great and that again that remake that is on my list of things to play uh, are you ever going to play it though or do you have to wait till your wife is out of the house <laughs> wait till she visits family or something and then you know spend an evening spooking yourself <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right man well happy halloween to everybody i hope you guys had a good time with that uh but before we go daniel what you got there my friend all right before i get into my actual what you got there i do have like a slightly uh, update from our last episode uh, oh, after, please. We did, after we did our episode on our horror movies i actually convinced my wife to actually watch get out and we and she thoroughly enjoyed it Oh, good. Yeah, that 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 uh, didn't seem like it would be something that's too scary for her. Like, how 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 does she handle the horror aspect of it? Yeah, she was fine with it. She was just more was spending the whole movie trying to figure out what on earth was going on, and she yeah. got very and she got very mad because uh, she is really she's really intuitive and she can usually in those kind of movies pick up what the plot twist is before. It. It's coming, and she got so mad that she couldn't figure. figure <laughs> that it was out my next time. question: Was she able to figure out before it was revealed? But yeah, she was. She she got so close. What, what did she so, think it was? Uh, she thought that it was like more like they mind controlled. Uh, she got that idea that the, all the African American people that they take that they kidnap were mind controlled. She just didn't oh, okay, get the gotcha. whole they're putting your you know <laughs> the, the whole thing. I'm like, well, to be fair, that's kind of a hard thing to guess. Yeah, I mean. That's technically mind control, if you know right. what I mean. You know, <laughs> in, in, yeah, in a, in a very Obi Wan certain point of view kind of way. From a certain point of view, yes. <laughs> so she got it right. But, Congratulations. Yeah, so that was really fun. But uh, my what you got there is a show that me and my wife have been watching on and off for a while. It is uh, actually a show I started watching way back when it first came out, but I never got around to finishing it. Uh, we were watching uh the last kingdom which is a a show that originally was on bbc and it got canceled after two seasons and then netflix picks it up to finish out its run oh cool so netflix has all those old old episodes too yes they yes they do so it's uh five seasons and a movie so that's a lot (laughs) it's a lot and uh, i will say this the first four seasons are fantastic so this is based on fiction, or is this like a uh, like a, a historical biography, or right? It's historical fiction. It's based off of a off of a historical fiction book series. 
Uh, it's a fictionalized version of English history. I see about the you know series of wars between the Anglo-Saxon kingdoms and the invading like Scandinavian raiders. Oh my God! You're you're watching that. You and your wife are watching that, and my wife is playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla literally right now. And like that, that that's exactly that time same time period too. Wow. Right. It's uh yeah. So very much held in like the first like three seasons heavily deal with uh, I see with Alfred. Uh, it's all done through the character, through the perspective. Your perspective character is the main character is is a fictional character. His name is uh, Uhtred of Bevenber, mm-hmm. who is the uh, idea that he, as a small child, his his father was killed in battle against the Danes, and so he was taken as a captive. So while he is born a Saxon, he's raised a Dane, and like the whole conceit of the series is like him trying to like figure out which side does he really belong to. As a, a never-ending series of setbacks set him back for his ultimate goal, which is to take back his home, his his home fortress from his uncle who usurped it while he was off being a captive. Man, people back in the day had hardcore issues with trust. I swear to God, every every fictional story, whether it's like bio, like a historical biography or historical fiction of this era. It's just backstabbers after backstabbers after backstabbers, man. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, but the show really does a great job of like, like showing the difference like again, him trying to balance between the two worlds and like continually like getting caught in, in the middle. And a big uh, uh, religion is of course a big deal because uh, Alfred and them are like you know hardcore. You know, Catholics. Mm-hmm. Like have the Norse gods on on the side. It does a really good job. Like I said, the first four seasons I think are perfectly fantastic. I mean, my wife agreed. The final season, it, it, it dips. It's not bad. It definitely dips in quality. And we, the movie, which was supposed to like end out the series, was completely superfluous. Like me and my wife were just like, why did that? Why? why? I'm like, I don't even know why that was even made. Was it just <laughs> really, there to kind of like tie up some loose ends that were there? Yeah, it was just a type of because the whole reason it's called The Last Kingdom. It's supposed to be like the last, it starts off meaning as Wessex as the last Christian kingdom, not that's, that's able to throw back the invaders, but it becomes like, oh, and then this other kingdom becomes the last non Christian kingdom. So it's like they made the movie to like tie up the unifying of England, but I'm like, from a story perspective, as it relates to our characters, I'm just like, I don't know why that exists. <laughs> all right well i mean it sounds like overall you still enjoy it though yeah so it's like you know it's like a five ten episode season so i was like man it could take you a little bit to get through but i said if you have any interest in this time period and uh the only thing that i think is so weird is that since the show started out on being a bbc they couldn't i guess they couldn't like curse on there <laughs> so some of so some of the and, continued, and we when they got on netflix they continue to do this for some reason so the terms they use for things are so funny like they can't say the effort in relation to does he to sex so everything is just humping i want to hump them or they were humping <laughs> no freaking way really no. they use the term humping <laughs> Yes, and they don't, and they won't, <laughs> and they won't say like, "Oh, you piece of shit." They go, "Ah, you turd." <laughs> it's like, 
it made me laugh so much. I'm just like, I get it for what I'm like, I get it for the BBC thing. I'm like, Netflix, you bought the show, you can curse on Netflix. <laughs> that is adorable, <laughs> right? And, oh my gosh. And and a uh, fun fact, like uh, I don't remember what, yeah, whatever. I can't remember exactly what you said, you and your wife, uh, if you ever watched all of House of the Dragon. But there's a couple of that. I see a lot of actors from that were in there. Uh, the I can't remember his name, but the, I think Ewan Mitchell, the one that plays the old, uh, you know, the more grown-up version of Amond, is one of oh, the yeah. main characters in that. One of my, uh, I see a lovingly named Baby Monk because he's just like he's like. Uh, King Alfred's illegitimate son that's a monk that joins up with Uther's troop and so he's just like this fighting monk and is oh, nice. a great character and uh, in the final season of uh, the character that plays one of uh, she I, I can't remember her name but she plays an important character in the final season is the actress that plays Helena like the adult Helena in uh, House of the Dragon so fun oh, little factoids there yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. We yeah. definitely finished. Uh, uh, we, we definitely finished and enjoyed House of the Dragon. So we're in, really ant- re- eagerly anticipating uh, whatever comes next uh, for that right. for that series. But uh, this sounds like it's going to be right up, especially my wife's uh, alley, because she loves this time period. She loves uh, fiction in this time period too. You know, she's really enjoying Valhalla, like I've mentioned. And uh, this sounds like this would be a great like supplementary material whenever she's done putting that putting down that game. Most definitely. So, Mike, what you got there? Uh, so, I have a film that now I kind of feel like I don't want to talk about because you just dunked on it a little bit earlier. But <laughs> the Five Nights at Freddy's film, man, we it's it's available at, uh, on streaming. And like I mentioned, uh, you know, this is a big franchise for Zoe. Like she got into it, which I feel like maybe it was a little too young. But you know, you got to trust kids for the you know for for them to get into things when they're ready to get into things. And, you know, she was ready at age eight, whatever. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not here to tell her where she, what she can and can't uh, get into. But, uh, you know, so she was always wanting like a movie uh, of, of like this to come out. So this is definitely was her treat. And, uh, you know, it, and it came out, you know, we, we were considering either going out to the theater for this or, or, or you know, staying home and seeing this in uh, on streaming on Paramount plus i think oh no peacock because i got peacock because we bought universal universal uh studios tickets uh anyway uh so we we decided to like make a make a event of this at home bought pizza uh made some popcorn turned off all the lights uh and then we we put on this movie dude so i don't know anything about the five nights and freddy's franchise save for like the stuff i know from like just through osmosis right uh it's it and but zoe is a huge fan of it and like she knows the lore uh she you know like the two of us is a scaredy cat so she hasn't played all of the games but she just like watches other people play the games uh so she understood a lot of like the like the supernatural stuff that was going on in there and she got really excited when she was able to figure out like what the what the mystery of the film was and you know when i saw it was it a masterpiece? No, nah, it wasn't a masterpiece. But was it really fun? Yeah, it was really fun. And it got me like really invested in the lore of like what's going on, at least through the movie universe. Cause from what she told me, like things are some things are changed a little bit, but uh uh but it's 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 a it's definitely a fun time, especially if you wanna, you know, watch it with like a little bit older kids or anybody who's like into this. And I think uh I, I yeah, man, 
<laughs> don't dunk on it until you've seen it is what i'm trying to say <laughs> i mean that's entirely fair like i said my only experience comes from watching like a 15 minute youtube video of someone reviewing it so and obviously those videos are all done for entertainment value oh, of course. more than being a legit reviews yeah so, and, and like i said like it's not a masterpiece don't go into this movie thinking it's going to be fine art or anything like it's a it's a film adaptation of Five Nights at Freddy's, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> right, right. Like, like expectations should expectations should be set realistically. Yeah, go into it like expecting to have fun. That that's all I'm gonna say about that. Like, it is legitimately like spooky, and I was like invested in like the family aspect of the of, of the movie because uh, the, the 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 main character. Uh, Peta from the Hunger Games, like he's in there. He has to get he has to get a job because he's like the foster parent of his little sister, and like the only job he can get is his security job at the at Freddy Fazbear's, uh, and that's kind of where the plot starts off. And then you kind of know things about his past and like what's kind of you know his his trauma that he's been holding on to and how that affects the 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 main story and directly what's going on with the animatronics too. It's 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 really good and there's plot holes you could you could drive a semi through and by the time you get to the end of the movie but hey it was a good time i had a good time and my daughter had a great time and my family had a great time the pizza was great so we had a good time with five nights and freddy so go check that out if you have peacock and you know just so you can say that you support video games coming to film right uh, like i said i have no room to talk i legitimately <laughs> I see a like watching the second silent hill movie so you exactly. know i like i i'd say like I said, this is all, it's all in good fun all in exactly good fun. absolutely so that's going to do it for for this one happy halloween again if you're listening to this on halloween uh and if you're not listening to this on halloween hey enjoy your candy don't get don't 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 get diabetes that's not good uh that's, that's definitely very spooky uh, need, insulin needles. I I grew up around those because my sister has diabetes, and those are those are definitely the the greatest horror out there. Ooh, for my co-host Daniel, <laughs> I am your co-host Mike, and like we say every time, we're painting the walls with some zombos brains. GG. 